In Jesus' name, I pray. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How was your week? Okay, we thank God for that. This morning, I want us just to share something concerning our relationship with God and how it is important for us to have an understanding of how God will bless us as we continue. Um, Sorry, I'm making some adjustments here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, I want us to share something concerning our relationship with God and how important it is for us to have a good understanding of what kind of relationship we have with Him. One thing that I've come to understand, and I'm very poor in it, is that when you relate to somebody, the first measure of how, how close you are moving to him is knowing his name. Praise the Lord. Most of you will agree with me that uh, when your son or daughter deletes all the numbers from your phone, and somebody who knows you very well calls, expecting you to say, Hi, Brother Sudhir. And you end up saying, Excuse me, can you just identify yourself? (laughs) The tone changes on the other end. Praise the Lord. Because the person is questioning, What has happened in this one week? I thought, Brother Kenneth knows me. How come again he's inquiring about me? So I came to realize that knowing somebody's name is a very crucial element of a relationship. Secondly, knowing that person's voice is also very crucial. Hallelujah. If I speak to you and you're just facing the other side, hello, hello brother. My voice does not record, register anything in you. Then when I turn, I come and tap you and say, Oh, I thought it was somebody else just speaking there. Again, that is a point of friction in your relationship. Praise the Lord. So there are things that make a relationship warm and grow stronger, build the bonds. There are small things. Sometimes they appear to be insignificant but there are things that we need to pay attention to because they bind us together even more. Praise the Lord. That is why Jesus one time said, My sheep hear my voice and they respond to it because they recognize that voice. Praise the Lord. Having that understanding is very crucial. This morning, I want us just to talk about relationship and I will start by... saying, I have missed for a very long time 
we have not had a baby dedication from the Nigerian community. <laughs> now, don't mistake me. I'm not blowing a whistle. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We would appreciate if God blesses uh, Nigerian brethren. But I'll tell you the reason why I'm saying that. Because every moment a jar, a, the baby is brought here, I always notice that uh, our Pastor Abraham keeps mumbling some words. <laughs> and I came to realize he's trying to practice the names. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because the names look like a whole paragraph. And so you need to be given one week earlier to really memorize. <laughs> but since some of those names are related to Pastor, maybe three days to the service, he has got to take that, uh, the rote style of learning and keep repeating the name as he comes. And sometimes, you know, when you are doing that style, you tend to forget and you, you want to refer to your notes again. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So I want us to understand that uh, having a knowledge of the person you are relating to is a crucial element in your relationship. And so this morning, I want us just to share on the subject of in knowing him, in knowing him. The Jewish tradition is very close to that of uh, most of Nigerian communities. Because every name has got a significance. And as they give you those names, I thank God for the projector technology. Because I also try to see what, what they mean. The name may be short, but it has got a very long meaning. Uh, uh, and, and that is a very important thing. So in the Jewish tradition, names had a significance. And the reason why they had any significance, they reminded you, as you called the name, it reminded you of what you are speaking. Uh, ignorantly, they seem to have been practicing the element of faith, speaking those things that are not as though they are in their lives, without really having the benefit of the present-day knowledge of the body of Christ. Praise the Lord. But they did it by faith. So we begin to see that in many times that God was interacting with the people, there was an element of people trying to give a name to the experience they had with God at that particular moment. Now this experience may have been associated to the place or the act that occurred on that occasion. But people, because of the limited understanding of God, they could not describe him fully. So they gave a name that could remind them of what God did or where he performed that act. Praise the Lord. And that was a way of every time reminding themselves that I have a God who did something for me. They were building a memorial in their lives that will always continually remind them of how good and the benefits of God in their life. So this morning as we go along, I would like us just to go mentioning a few characters in the Bible 
and we will see how they related to God and how that experience they had with God transformed their lives. If God will enable us to learn something from these experiences and also transfer, translate it to our lives, I believe it will begin to change our lives for our good. And one of the areas, one of the major people or main characters that we have always had a chance to learn about is our father Abraham. Praise the Lord. Now this man, when God called him, it was, it was interesting that he responded without questioning. When he called him that I'm taking you to a land, a different land from your father's, he just responded and went. And that single act in Abraham's life began, began to cement his relationship with God. Obedience. It began to cement his relationship with God. And the faith that he exercised took him through to a very strong relationship with God. Now, in Genesis 22, verse 1 to 18, we begin to see something happening because Abraham had been designated to be a father of a nation and God was determined to do something interesting in his life. And so, as a way of building the relationship, God begins to walk with this man. And it comes to a time that Abraham doesn't have a child of his own and God has promised him a child of his own. But because Abraham had not understood the relationship with God, he decided to listen to the advice of the wife. And we know the trouble that we are facing today in the world and that it originated from that single mistake. Praise the Lord. Everywhere we walk, we listen to news, we hear of trouble, trouble in the Middle East. If you trace that trouble biblically, you will find that it originated from that very same mistake that Abraham caused. But I want to thank God because God did not focus on the mistake that Abraham made. God focused on what he wanted to do with Abraham. Praise the Lord. The promise he had made in the life of Abraham, he wanted to fulfill it. And that was irrespective of what other things the shortcomings of Abraham. So at which time, God wanted to cement that relationship. And he told Abraham, now, I have blessed you with a son that I promised you. Not the other one, but the son that I promised you. But this very son that I promised you, I want you to sacrifice him to me. And Abraham was faithful even at that time. The obedience he had exercised in the first time to walk with God, he again exercised it at this very moment. And he took the son, and they walked with the son quietly. The Bible tells us that very early in the morning, very early in the morning, 5.30, excellent men, 5.30 in the morning, praise the Lord. Abraham did not hesitate on the bed. He rose, took the son, and said, I am going to offer a sacrifice to my God. And now he did not tell the son, they walked quietly. I really pity Abraham from a humanly point of view because of the agony he was going through, every step he was making, with the realization that he was drawing closer to actually killing his only son, it was a really agonizing thing. If God had said, wake up and stab your child, you know, it's just a single act and then that is it. But walking every step, every step, it required faith and faith was growing from every step that he was making. Praise the Lord. 
And it reached a time, the sun also put him in a tight corner. And uh, Genesis 22, 7, Isaac looks around and he sees wood, he sees fire. And he knows this is the way we always sacrifice. But when he looks around, he can't see a lamp that was going to be sacrificed. So he says, Father, that was to draw his attention, Father, yes, my son, Abraham responded. The fire and the wood are here. Hallelujah. The fire and the wood are here. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Now that was a very difficult question at that moment. Because only Abraham knew what, who was going to be sacrificed. But this young man didn't know. He thought he was going to help the father. And as they moved, Abraham said, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. Praise the Lord. Now, Abraham was declaring. I know he was having some fear, some element of fear probably. But he knew God is faithful. He's able to do something. Even when things look like they cannot happen. He's able to transform a situation. And then they reached this mountain. In verse 14, Abraham... When he was about to slaughter the son, God calls him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. And Abraham is able to recognize the voice of God. Praise the Lord. He's told to see, look into the woods, and he sees the lamb, the ram held by the woods. So he takes the lamb and slaughters it. But at this moment, Abraham says, because God has saved my son, because God has provided I am not able to describe the joy that I have. I am not able to express the relief upon my life. So the only thing I can, the only way I can describe this God is to say that He is a God that provides. And this mountain shall be a mountain where God provides. Praise the Lord. So He called Him Jehovah Jireh. Praise the Lord. That name began to ring, to, to set out, roll out, the lifestyle of Abraham. He from that time began to have a firm relationship with God. With the full knowledge that God is able to provide irrespective of the challenges he's facing. Praise the Lord. The very essence of this relationship that God was, I mean the basis upon which God was blessing this, was to strengthen that relationship. To bring Abraham closer to him. Because he wanted Abraham just not to be a person who fears him, but to be a friend to him. A relationship that was graduating from just a mere relationship to a stronger one where he was a friend. Sometimes back we mentioned, sometimes you, you graduate from a servant to a son and to a friend. Where God begins to reveal things to you. Praise the Lord. God begins to share with you secret things beyond what an average Christian listens to. Beyond what an average Christian is able to share with God. And that is the point that we want to be aspiring to this morning. We want God to bring us to a relationship where we know Him. Where we understand Him. Where we can relate to Him as a friend. Praise the Lord. When you have a problem with a friend, you don't hesitate to walk and share with Him. Because you have understood that He understands you. He knows you so deeply. He knows you so well. Your weaknesses, He knows it. Your strength, He understands them. 
And so when you share with him, he's able to understand. And this morning, I'm very much aware, not all of us have got all that we need. There are needs in our lives. There are things we have been trusting God for. There are prayers that we have been offering over time. But I want to tell you that it's a time for you to call God a name this morning. You can name him Jehovah Jireh because he's going to reveal his providence in your life. He's able to unfold the secret things that he has laid in store for you this morning. Depending on how you position yourself, depending on what you purpose in your life, that God, I want to relate to you. I want us to have a relationship that is lasting, that is formed on an understanding between you and me. Praise the Lord. There is also another instance in the Bible, just around Abraham, Hagar, Hagar and Ishmael. Abraham reached a place and he decided, no, the conflicts in my home state cannot be contained if these two ladies continue to stay here. And so he sent this lady away and said, Hagar and Ishmael, yalla, bye-bye, praise the Lord. So they took off. And the Bible says they went in the wilderness. And in the desert, the child began to cry. Because they were looking at their need of the moment. People who have been thrown away without a hope. Because you have not been told what to do next. You are in the wilderness. But the Bible says in, verse, in chapter 21, verse 19. And her eyes were opened and she saw water. Praise the Lord. This is the kind of thing that God does to us. When you expect from Him, because He's Jehovah Jireh, He will provide in difficult moments. He will provide in times of need. Because of the relationship that we have with Him. But that relationship has got to grow. It has got to blossom. To a point that God understands who you truly are. And that is why this morning, it was being shared with us that we need to investigate. We need to, to search ourselves. How are we relating with God? Are we really sons of God? Because when you are a son, you have every confidence to walk into the presence of your father. It doesn't matter where he is. Sometimes you who have got children, you know, I've been working in an institution, and some members have got children. Sometimes you are in a meeting. The principal is there, and you are in a meeting. And the child just walks into the office. Mama, mama, mama. She continues to say whatever she wants to say. She doesn't know who the principal is. All she wants is to speak to the mother. That's the kind of relationship we want to develop with God. One that does not, we don't feel hesitation. You know, when we tell people, come and call upon the, uh, uh, the Lord. Sometimes people are finding it so difficult. It's because of the relationship you have with your God. You have not developed it to a point where you feel the freedom. I see my son sometimes. He's just happy. I don't know, he watches these tattoos, is it, what do they call them, the, the Kung Fu things, those tattoos. And sometimes he just runs from there with his flying kick and he lands on me. And, and, and I wonder, if you break my rib, I'll be back. <laughs> there will be no father to play with. But he doesn't care, all he wants, he knows this is my father and I want to relate to him in any way I feel like. Praise the Lord. That's the kind of relationship we want to have. Where you have every freedom, every moment you are in. You just, when you are tired, you just want to go, Daddy, how are you in heaven there? Praise the Lord. 
Of course, Jesus said, I'll be in you. I'm in the Father, and He's in me, and we will be in you. Praise the Lord. So He's always in us. As long as we are led by the Spirit, as it was said this morning. Praise the Lord. We will always have that confirmation in our spirit. That God is with us. We are relating to Him. There will be no doubt about it. Because there is a relationship that you have developed with Him. Praise the Lord. Once you begin to have a question mark on whether you are relating to God or not, there is enough evidence that something is amiss. Turn back and go. Begin to investigate yourself. Praise the Lord. There should never be any doubt about your relationship with God. I want us to look also about the same issue of providence. Jehovah Jireh. In 1 Kings chapter 17. Elijah is running away from King Ahab. He wants to be killed. While he's away, he's in the wilderness. And there, he begins, the Arabs say, Joham. Eh? The stomach is empty. He's angry, he's thirsty. And he's wondering, am I the servant of God that has been prophesying? How come I'm in this situation? Has God forgotten me? Is it true that God I've been serving can turn his back on me and leave me in such a situation? I know most of us may have found ourselves in such situations before. Where you are so hard pressed and you are wondering, is there something wrong between me and God? There is nothing wrong. The Father just wants to prove to you that he still loves you. Praise the Lord. There has never been a good service to Elijah before. The man was in the desert. Kerith Ravine Hotel, five-star hotel. Praise the Lord. And who was serving him? Not human beings, birds. Flying with meat and bread to serve the servant of God. Praise the Lord. Whoever, who else can be served such except a child of the king of kings. Always we expect human beings to come and serve us. But here is a servant of God who had been in doubt of God's provision. But God himself has determined this man I will not abandon him. My relationship with him is such that I have got to provide for him in times of need. And so in that situation, the Bible records, the Bible records in verse 6 that the, the ravens were supplying him with bread and meat in the morning and in the evening. Praise the Lord. I don't know where you are, my brother. I don't know how you are feeling. I don't know the circumstances you are in right now. But one thing I can guarantee you, it is your focus on to God that will determine how you come out of this, that, situationship, that situation. Praise the Lord. Because your relationship with God is far above every circumstance that you are experiencing. And once God realizes where you are, and your cry is, God, have mercy on me, He will turn everything around you, and He will supply for all your needs. Praise the Lord. There may be one uh, person in our midst, people, and families may be experiencing difficulties and challenges, but I want you to draw encouragement from these experiences. That this man had an experience with God. And that experience proved their relationship with God. And it turned their circumstances around. Because of the relationship they had with God. Now the secret is this. You don't go for what you want. 
But you go for the relationship between you and God. Praise the Lord. Once you start building, addressing that relationship with God, every other thing begins to fall in place. That's why the scripture says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. These are simple scriptures. But if, unless they are put in practice, unless you activate them in your life, they do not serve you, they do not minister to you in any way. Praise the Lord. And as we move on, I want us to look at another character, Moses. In the book of Exodus, this is a man also. A man who is running away from the shame and guilt of murder. He decides to run into the desert. And he disappears. The beauty of the desert is that you are there all alone. And so nobody is there to remind you of the mistakes that you made. Unless you remind yourself. Moses had tried to stay with the, in Egypt. But the next day he came out after murdering somebody. He tried to sort out things. He was reminded of his failure. Praise the Lord. That is the circumstances we find ourselves in. Many times, the enemy would like to zero in on our shortcomings, on our failures. But God wants us to build a relationship that will shift the focus onto what He wants to do in our lives. Praise the Lord. So Moses is there running out. He has fled to the desert. He's maybe talking to the sheep of his uh, father-in-law to be Jethro and he's there alone you know the, the beauty of the sheep is that they don't respond even if you made a mistake they will never talk so you're just there quiet with your peace but one thing I want to remind you brethren you can never be at peace unless the relationship with God is sound praise the Lord this could just be a tactic of trying to massage yourself spiritually. Escapist kind of way of trying to massage your spirit. Your conscience will always remind you of your failures. Deep within your spirit will always remind you of where you have gone wrong. You will never run away from yourself. Because you are always working with yourself. Praise the Lord. And so this man... God saw the agony he was going through. And because he had a purpose to do something in his life, God said, I'll go to his aid. And so God facilitates an encounter with Moses. He sets up a fire in the bush, burning, which attracts Moses. So Moses walks by. But before he goes there to see what is happening, he's told, Moses, stop where you are. For the ground you are walking in is a holy ground. Praise the Lord. This ground you are walking in is a holy ground. So he removed his shoes. Maybe that's why some congregations remove their shoes when they are coming to the church. We need to have that fire around us every time. Praise the Lord. Just pray that God may spar that fire because it will constantly spark something in your life. The curiosity of Moses brought him to a point where God began to minister to him. Praise the Lord. He said, Moses, Moses, he said, Here I am, Lord. A conversation ensued. They talked. They spoke to each other. And Moses realized that something was now afoot. God wanted to give him some mission. But he didn't want to go back to Egypt. Because of the shame he had suffered. 
because of the guilt in his life, Moses did not want to go back and face the same people. The scene of murder was forever hovering over him. But God, our Father, was interested in setting a new beginning in the life of Moses. A relationship with Moses. A relationship that is lasting. So he called him out. And Moses asked him, Lord, who are you that I'm speaking to? Let's, let's read Exodus chapter 2. Verse 11, Moses said unto God, Whom am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Suddenly I will be, thee, I'll be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said, un, said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? Verse 14. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. Praise the Lord. Now, there is a great significance in that name that God was giving Moses to go and say. I am who I am. I am who your desires shall be. I am who you will want me to be in your situation. Praise the Lord. God was now setting up a new dimension in the life of Moses. His relationship. That Moses... Along the path as you walk, you will discover me in various forms. You will discover who I am in various situations. But for you to realize results in your life, it will depend on what you will choose to see in me. Praise the Lord. It will depend on who you will see me to be. If you want me to be a healer, I will be your healer. If you want me to be your provider, I will be a provider to you. If you want me to be your captain in times of war, I shall be a captain unto you. So I told him, I don't want to give you one single name. Abraham gave me a name, Jireh, because he just saw me as a God who provides. But I want to give you a blank check. You can fix in the name that you want to be. If you want me to be your deliverer, I shall be a deliverer unto you. If you want me to be a healer, I shall be, I am your healer. Praise the Lord. So he was transforming this relationship to a new relationship where the names that Moses was going to give to him will actually have significance in the life of Moses and relationship between Moses and him. Praise the Lord. I want us to see the connection between that and John 3.16. A verse that we all are familiar with. For God so loved the world that whosoever... That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Praise the Lord. Now, God did not give us riches. God did not give us money. God did not give you health. 
God did not see it worthy to give you peace. God did not see it worthy to give you joy, only in isolation. Now, I'll qualify that statement. Because in this one man, Jesus Christ, all these things were encompassed. Praise the Lord. So he decided, instead of giving these people healing, peace, joy, wealth, as they come to me, I'll give them a whole package, the cocktail. Praise the Lord. Whenever we have that use in the packet, people go for mango, others go for passion, I go for cocktail. It has everything. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So God was saying, I want to give you one single gift in the man Jesus Christ. And you will have all you need in him. Praise the Lord. And so that is why it is important for your relationship with Jesus Christ to be sound. Because this is the entire package that God can ever release. You go back to him for peace, it is already in that man Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. You go back to him for wealth, prosperity, it is already sealed in the man Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. When I was growing up, there was this medicine, Procaine. I don't know, I've never had an idea to investigate. I don't know those of you who know it, Procaine. I don't know whether it is an antibiotic or whatever. My friends, everything, every disease, they wanted to use that. You go to the hospital, a small wound, and I was, when I matured, I suddenly wondered, <laughs> is this a wonder medicine? I don't know what they were doing, but every time you would hear procaine, procaine, procaine. I actually believed it heals all diseases. So every time we would say, Mommy, I want procaine in our innocent. Because you feel pain here, you want procaine. Now, I don't want to go into details because I'll just make a mess of myself. I know I was terribly wrong. But one thing I want just to relay to you, brethren. It is important for us to know our relationship with Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Once you have a good relationship with Him, it begins to form a basis for you to solidly lay your ground that you will never suffer want in your life. Praise the Lord. When the devil comes to cause a situation in your life, you know whom to run to. Praise the Lord. Because he's always there with you. So I would like us to learn that secret. That when God gave Moses this name, I am who I am, he essentially was telling him, I want you to place me in the situation you are in and call upon every situation as you so desire in your life. And I will do it in accordance with your wish. Praise the Lord. That's all God was telling Moses. Praise the Lord. If we look in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 4, we see something happen. In the provision, these are people who, 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 who zeroed in on that Jehovah Jireh. There's a widow. Elijah is a prophet of God. And he has been staying around with this widow. I mean, he has met this widow. The husband is dead. She's in debt. And the children are about to be taken slavery. The Bible says, the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So the husband had been stolen. Now she was being killed with a debt. And she was about to be destroyed because of slavery. Praise the Lord. And she wondered, what will I do? 
she saw the man of God. She said, oh, man of God, this is my situation. I am in problems. I am hard up. And the Bible says, the man of God told her, go look for every spoon, every cup, every lid in your house, every container from your neighbors. Place it there. First, the woman said, I have nothing, which was not accurate. I have nothing in the house, which was not accurate. And then she quickly remembered, ah, I have got some little oil. And she said, but only a small amount of oil. Stay. Go. Bring any empty thing. Bring it. Bring it. Be it a spoon. Be it a cup. Be it a saucer. Bring it. And she began, she closed the door. She was instructed, close the door. Pour the oil onto that. The Bible tells us that as she poured, the oil multiplied itself. Praise the Lord. She had discovered something about God. That God can provide in her situation. That was through the relationship with the man of God. Praise the Lord. Through the relationship with the man of God, she came to learn, you can have provision from God. That is what happened in her life. It was provided. The oil came forth. She was able to pay the debt. And she was able to free herself from that date. In Exodus 17, 8, 8 to 15. I want us to read verse 15. The Lord is my banner. That is the name that Moses gave to the mountain. The children of Israel are fighting the Amalekites. And the war is raging. But now the secret of victory was elsewhere. It was not with the fighting men. What God did, he positioned Moses somewhere. And that's where the secret was. And so Moses was very clear on how the war was being waged. Because they realized when his hands were coming down, they were losing. When the hands remained up, they were winning. So it was not the might of the children of Israel that was winning the war. It was God actually fighting. And for the moment they were glorifying God. For the moment they were worshipping God. For the moment they were lifting their hands unto the Most High. The war was in their favor. Praise the Lord. And so they knew that it was God who was waging the war. They were only there to witness the victory of God. They were only there to witness the God's victory in their life. Praise the Lord. I don't know which wars we are fighting in our life today. Maybe the devil has cornered us so much to the point that we have ceased to know where we should draw our strength from. It is through worship. Praise the Lord. Through the recognition of our relationship with God. While we were sharing something about worship in our Bible study, we realized that worship is a relationship thing. Praise the Lord. We are relating to God as our Father. Appreciating Him for who He is. Accepting His, His role in our lives. Praise the Lord. So it is a relation, related aspect in our lives. And so these people, in so doing, they had discovered that our victory against the Amalekites is going to be won by our relationship with God. So they lay, raised up their hands in worship because they knew in so doing, God's intervention will be called upon. And so they called this place our banner, the mountain, our God, our banner. That God's banner was being raised. He was lifting himself and being seen as the one who was fighting the war on their behalf. Praise the Lord. 
In the book of Esther chapter 3, we see another thing happening. God again demonstrating that he's a banner. The man Haman was raging with fury in his heart. He wanted to destroy all the children of Israel. And he devised all the plans. He sought for all the legal documents that will authorize him, will give him the legal grounds to annihilate all the Israelites. And everything was done. And one evening he walked to the king's place, satisfied in his heart. I have now put them where they belong. Praise the Lord. I don't know. Sometimes you come to a point where you feel the devil is telling you, now I have caught you where I want you to be. There is no way. You look to the right. You don't see any way out. You look to the left. You don't see any way out. You seek for help from whatever source. And there is no help forthcoming. That's when the devil is announcing to you, now you are in my grip. This is the situation that Esther, Mordecai and the Israelites found themselves. Because the enemy was raging. Everything had been planned such that it was working in their favor. But God realized, I am the banner of these people. I must lift up the standard for them. And it must be recognized today. Praise the Lord. As the man walks into the court of the king, the Bible says at that very moment, the king, God has already spoken to the king. And is now seeking for a way of blessing Mordecai. We know the story how it ended. Praise the Lord. We know how the story ended. That things were reversed in the favor of the children of God. This morning, God will reverse something for you. Praise the Lord. I really don't know. Maybe I'm speaking to you somewhere there. I may be speaking to myself too. But I know that God realizes where you are. And He has not given up. He's waiting for the right moment to demonstrate His love for you. He will lift up a standard in your life. That things will never be the same again for you. For as long as you recognize Him as Lord and Savior. For as long as you allow His Spirit to lead you. Praise the Lord. It will be well with you. Another man, Job, discovered something about God. That God is an advocate. He intervenes in times of difficulties in our lives. Praise the Lord. Job 16, 19. Even now, my witness is in heaven. My advocate is on high. Praise the Lord. Now, this is a very discouraging moment in the life of Job. The wife, the wife is not standing with him. Praise the Lord. In fact, the, the wife is encouraging him to, to, to move away from God. To severe the relationship with God. So Job came and said, maybe let me give my wife some peace. She may review her position with the Lord. He's now come with his friends. The very close friends. The friends, the prayer partners. The people he has been fellowshipping with. And what are they telling him? All negative things. Praise the Lord. It was so hard on Job. And then Job, in his agony, he says, I have a witness in heaven. Praise the Lord. All he can say, I have a witness in heaven. My advocate on high. Praise the Lord. If you go further, he says, my intercessor is my friend. Praise the Lord. 
my intercessor is my friend. He had discovered that his relationship was not dependent on friends. His relationship with God depended on himself and God. At this point, he could only call upon God. And only him understood him. Praise the Lord. Only him could intervene in his situation. Brethren, your relationship with God will save you in the most difficult moment. It will give you peace when everything around you appears to be collapsing. Because you have known whom you have believed. You have known whom you have believed. Praise the Lord. Deliverer. Men knew God as a deliverer. One of these people is David. David waged so many wars in his life. So he was an experienced warrior. But one thing he came to know throughout all those wars, it was not his tactics. It was not his strength. Because he had known what warfare means. And he had come to a conclusion that God is his strength. It is his, he is his deliverer. Praise the Lord. In Psalms 147, he says, O God, the Lord of my strength, of the strength of my salvation, thou hast covered my head in the day of battle. Praise the Lord. This man had an experience of tough times during the war. But all he could look back and say, in these wars, I have fought. I am a good warrior. But I can for sure know this war and this one and this one. Were it not for God, I would not be alive. And that is why he was saying, Oh God, you are my Lord. You are the strength of my salvation. Thou hast covered my head in the day of battle. You need to have a friend, a relationship with God. A personal experience with Him. Brethren, I know you are born again, but you need to graduate your relationship with God. Praise the Lord. Once you build it to a point where you are confident that I am relating with God, circumstances may come. Storms will sweep in your life. But although you are shaken, you will be able to stand and say, I know my Lord. He has covered my head in the day of battle. Praise the Lord. You will know Him because you will hear His witness in your heart. You will listen to his voice speak to you. And he will lift you up. The same way Job felt. God encouraging him. This, irrespective of the fact that everybody around was had a, a discouragement in his life. Job would raise his head and say, I have a witness in heaven. Praise the Lord. He is a good example. If your own wife, the one that you married, the one you say darling, the one that you say very many good things to, and you buy everything for when you have money. I know sometimes you don't buy. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes. There are people, when they are walking around the shops, the men, they don't look at their clothes. They are looking at the women's clothes and sometimes you wonder, what's wrong with this man? <laughs> because of the wife at home, they love her. They are looking for something to buy for her. Praise the Lord. Be encouraged in what you are doing. But that very wife can sometimes let you down. The only salvation you have is your relationship with God. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm not saying that you start looking at her. No. Even you husbands, you can let your wives down. Praise the Lord. We have let them down before. We have crushed their spirits. But I am telling you ladies, virtuous women of the bread of life, have a good relationship with God. At those times, in those times, 
It is only Him you can look at and say, Thank you, Lord. You have covered my head. Praise the Lord. Quickly, we go to the Samaritan woman. She came to develop a relationship. We have looked at God as an advocate. God as a deliverer. God as a provider. Praise the Lord. As a banner. We want to look at people who decided they wanted to have this experience. The Samaritan woman at the well. John chapter 4 verse 7. A woman rejected, despised. History was against her. The society did not honor her at all. No woman wanted to see her around her house because of her history. Because she was living in immorality. And so this woman, we were told last time, when pastor was speaking here, I thought he had lived, of course he lived in Africa, so he must have known this. In Africa, when people go to the river, it is in the morning and in the evening. Praise the Lord. Is that true, Africans here? (laughs) Praise the Lord. Why? Because it is still cool. In the evening school, you don't have the, the heat. You can go there. And so you'll find women gathering there. They take water and they bring to their home states. But this woman, the shame that she was living with, the shame that she was living with, nobody knew how heavy it was upon her. It cost her every time to wait. Everybody has cleared the well. At noontime, when it is hot, 45 degrees, that's when she was walking. She knew everybody was asleep in the house. Nobody would laugh at her. The shame was so great because of what she had done in her life. Praise the Lord. But one day she walked to that well and she found a man, Jesus Christ, who was able to relate to her, to start a good relationship. That that was going to heal her soul. Praise the Lord. That was, that was going to address the foundation of her misery. That man, Jesus Christ, ministered to her that day. Praise the Lord. When she was trying to dodge, because she knew she was despised. And so anybody who started talking to her, she wanted to deal with that person very quickly and leave. Because she didn't know whether the person was, ah, you you ran away with people's husbands. She didn't want that. So she wanted to deal with Jesus very quickly. We don't worship with you. We don't share water with you. We don't share anything with you. She wanted to go home. But Jesus said, wait a minute. Before you escape, I have good news for you. Do you have a husband? said, no. Yes, rightly you have spoken. You don't have a husband. And even the one that you have is the fifth. And the woman realized, oh, I thought I was covering my shame. And Jesus was peeling off all that shame from her by telling her what it was. Praise the Lord. That is what the Bible says. Confess your sins one to another. The power of confession is that you don't remain with those chains anymore. Do you accuse somebody who has confessed that I have stolen? If I stand here and say, I've stolen these keys. Do you run to me and say, oh, he's a thief, he's a thief. I've already said I'm a thief. So you're not informing anybody else. There's nothing new you're telling people. So the woman said, Lord, you have said rightly. Jesus began to address her problem. Now the shame she was trying to cover was out, so there was no need of covering herself. Praise the Lord. The woman ran into the town and said, oh, you people, you don't like listening to me. I know, yes, I'm an adulterer, but come and I want to show you somebody. Somebody who has told me everything, even what you don't know. Praise the Lord. And everybody ran and came, and they listened to Jesus. Because something had started between her and Jesus Christ. A relationship. Praise the Lord. 
The Bible tells us many were healed in their spiritual life. They believed Jesus because of her word. A woman who could not stand before people to speak now was able to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Brother, you don't know what you have in you until you start that relationship with God. Praise the Lord. He wants a genuine relationship with you. But for it to be genuine, we must come to a point where we have to lay our lives bare before Him. Praise the Lord. We must say, yes, Lord, this I did. Yes, Lord, I am this and this. Tell Him. Cry to Him. Let that shame be rolled away. And then He will do something new in your life. Praise the Lord. Jesus said, but whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And that is the word that God is giving you this morning. Once you come to him, he will give you the good news that will become a well, an eternal, eternal life. It will spring out of you. The shame you have been having will be no more. Praise the Lord. The guilt you have been having will be no more. Instead, it will be the well of life coming out of you to eternal life. Praise the Lord. I want us to look at the two disciples. Luke twenty-four thirteen. Two men also who thought they knew they had a relationship with God. But it was not there. It was not so strong. They had not, never discovered it to an extent that they really knew it was a good relationship with God. Luke twenty four thirteen. Two men are walking to a mouse, and everybody in Jerusalem is talking about the resurrected Jesus Christ. But the man by the name Cleopas is mentioned there. I don't know whether he was the one talking too much on that day. But the truth of the matter is they were talking to Jesus Christ when he joined them. They did not know him. They did not comprehend that it was Jesus they were talking to. And actually they were telling him how Jesus has, has, uh, has resurrected. They went on and talked. Without having an understanding, the man we are talking to is the same Jesus that we are speaking about. They walked and they reached somewhere. Praise the Lord. And they decided to branch off to a house. And this man joined them. And then he gave thanks and broke the bread. And gave him to eat. Gave them to eat. And soon after, their eyes were opened. Praise the Lord. Jesus said, I stand at the door of every man and knock. If any man allows me in, I will come in and dine with him. Praise the Lord. So we learn one thing. When you dine with Jesus Christ, your spiritual eyes become open. You begin to understand who he is. Praise the Lord. I'm not saying that you take your ugali. You know Kenyans like ugali. Praise the Lord. But I'm saying you dine with him. Praise the Lord. When you begin to dine with him, he opens your eyes. You begin to understand the relationship he wants between you and him. That is the relation that is going to set you free. That is the relationship that is going to transform your life. It is going to make you a different person. It will change you from who you are to a new person. Praise the Lord. I don't want us to go so far, but I just want us to finish with this. Luke 9, 19.
Luke chapter 9, verse Yeah, let's start from verse 18. And it came to pass, as he was alone praying, his disciples were with him, and he asked, he asked them, saying, Whom say people that I am? They answering said, John the Baptist, but some say Elias, and others say that one of the old prophets is risen again. Now, as a teacher... When you don't commit any single person to give a response in the class, it's the most enjoyable time for students. When you just ask a general question, even the ones who are timid, they will shout in the crowd. Of course, some are saying the wrong things. In most cases, they are not very right. Only one or two will shout the right answer. But when you make it generally open, everybody will shout. Praise the Lord. Even those who don't know, they will shout. But the moment you turn the question and say, Brother Tony, give me the answer. That's when you realize that things are becoming tough. Praise the Lord. Even if Tony had an idea, he said, uh, I don't know, but I think. Praise the Lord. So we go to verse... We go to verse... Uh, Verse 20. So Jesus turns the question to the individuals now. He said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? How many people answered? Praise the Lord. When you ask people, what do those people say outside? They will tell you very many things. Imaginary and which do not exist. But when you say, you yourself, what do you say? Non-committal. Praise the Lord. This verse is just challenging us on one thing. Do you really know God? Do you really know Jesus? It's possible you can say the Jesus that we pray in bread of life. The Jesus that Christians pray about. But you, do you know Him? Do you have a relationship with Him? Have you understood Him in your life? What he can do for you? That's the question I want us just to finish with. We need to de- develop a relationship, a personal relationship that is real with God. That will make a difference in our lives. Praise the Lord. This morning as we stand up, let us stand up please. I want to say salvation is a relationship. It's not something we can tell you A, B, C, D. You discover it yourself as you walk with the Lord. Many times I've heard people say, come repeat this word after me. They tell others, now you are saved. But I want to say it is a relationship that you need to have with God. Praise the Lord. You can repeat those words and walk out of this place, nothing having happened in your life. But as God begins to minister to you this morning, I want you to realize that there is a beginning. You can set a time to begin a relationship with God and your life will never be the same. You will discover new names for yourself, 
not the ones that we have in the Bible, but new names for yourself that will make your life richer in your Christian life than it has ever been. Father, we thank you this morning. We give you honor and glory. Father, we adore you for who you are. Thank you for what you have said to us. Thank you for ministering to us. You are worthy of praise and honor. To you. Has God spoken to you this afternoon? Yes or no? Good. So ask yourself the question Jesus asked his disciples. Who do you say I am? Can you answer that question? Can you answer that question? It's a rhetorical question in the Bible, but today turn it, make it personal. Ask yourself, do I know the Jesus that was preached from here? Do I know the Jesus that others are talking about? Or do I know about him? Do I know that he lived for 33 years? Do I know that he was hung up on a cross? Do I know the type of nail that was used to, to hang him on that cross? Do I know the length of the cross and the breadth of the wood on that cross? But I don't know Jesus. Is this what you are saying today? question to ask yourself how is your relationship with God ask yourself that question how is your relationship with your father Abraham knew the Lord Moses knew the Lord question is what about you and me do we really know the Lord in 1st Kings chapter 18 Verse 21, Elijah says this, How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. How long will you and I falter between two relationships? Who do we relate to? Who takes primary position in our life? Ask yourself that question. What is God thinking of you right now? Are you worried about what God is thinking or are you worried about what man is thinking? In John 8 verse 47 it is written, He who is of God hears his voice. He who is of God hears his voice. But then there is a tough part of the verse which follows, which says, You do not hear because you are not of God. You do not hear because you are not of God. Today, let's just surrender ourselves to the Lord's hands. Just go about a minute. Tell him. Father, I want to relate to you. 
It's not about the past I'm talking about, but Father, starting now, I want to, I want to be with you. I want to hear your voice. I want to talk to you. I want you to talk to me. I want to put my hands in your hands. And I want you to lead me. I am your child. You are my father. Where you lead, I will follow you. I want your protection. I want your provision. I just want to feel your, your, your love flow through me. And I want to put my hands into your hands. Tell God that you want to have a relationship with Him. Is there anyone here who doesn't know the Lord? Who says, yes, this is the God I really want to know. This is the God I want to relate to. You don't have to do any funny business. All you need to say is, God, I want to relate to you. Take my hands and hold me. I just give myself to you. I'm sorry that I've let you down. Lead me day after day, every day, the rest of my life. Lead me, I want to be with you. That's all you need to say. Father God, we want to thank you. We want to thank you, Lord Father, because you have again told us, Lord, of what a good God you are. You asked Adam, where are you? Today you are asking us the same question. And Father God, I pray Lord that each one of us will not lose that which you are offering us Lord, a relationship. Father God, we thank you Lord Father that you died, you came to earth, you died so that we may live, so that we may relate to you. You brought us back Lord Father. Father, I pray, Lord, that none of us will spurn that. None of us will throw away that which you have given us, Lord Father. We thank you, Lord, that you have spoken to us this day. Thank you, Father God, for using your servant, Lord. For speaking your heart out to us, Lord Father. That you want us back with you. Like sheep, we have wandered away. Help us return to you, Lord Father. Draw us into your presence. We just surrender ourselves to you. And we pray, Lord, that you will can continue to anoint your servant. You will continue to pour out more of your blessings on him, Lord, and on his family. And that you will continue to use him from this place. That you shall speak to us through him. We give all praise, honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Shall we share the grace? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Let's please move outside fellowship with each other. Relate with each other, relate with God. God bless you.